I'm Nicole Story. I'm Oscar Duran. And this is Dating. And Other Paths to Suicide. Where we take a look at dating, relationships, and sex. So there's that. You're um, very smooth there. <laughs> I try. Uh, so hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. You doing good? Yeah, actually, it's been it's been a pretty good Monday. Yeah. Good, good. It was Monday, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, today flew by for me, but it's also I think it was the uh, Fourth of July is coming up, and then I just worked today, and then I'm going to Portland tomorrow. Oh, nice. So, cool. Yeah, and I, I thought today was gonna drag, but it didn't, and it yeah. flew by. And um, I'm so jealous. How long are you going to Portland for? I'm going there for it's like six days. It's not oh. very long, it's not, but it's it's a good amount of time. Still, that sounds really nice. Yeah, the weather's like the highs are in the 70s and the low 80s. Oh, that sounds excellent. What's it been here like 90? 90s, mid, <laughs> mid 90s, high it's 90s. It's been awful. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. But you know what? It, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm excited to get out of here. You know, it's yeah. and then you texted me earlier today and you were like. Are we gonna Are we gonna meet today? And I I I you know found some some stuff out about just previous you know relationships and whatever. And, yeah. And I'm just I was like feeling kind of like mm, you know not bitter but just kind of like let down. Yeah. So I was like I I I need Nicole. I need my <laughs> I don't know this kind of lethargic kind of. Exp- thing we do right right and uh, it's 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 peer-to-peer therapy that's what we do here yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh so now we're here yeah it's it's good it is good i noticed it helps me a lot to just i i've really really realized like late that i'm one of those people who processes by talking like uh-huh. that's how i do it yeah like, some people process yeah. by thinking some people process by building a fucking birdhouse like mm-hmm. i process verbally by yeah. verbally communicating my thoughts yeah <laughs> like that's what does it for me yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and it's like yeah or or else i'll sit there and stew or sit there and like check instagram 20 50 million times <laughs> or facebook and just kind of get super stuck in myself yeah and then and then I'm just like then I'm not present. Yeah, I'm better about it. You know, I'm better about it. I'll let myself kind of do a, l- a little bit. Then I'm just like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. And I check myself a lot more, I, just because I feel like it's just human to to do that naturally, unless you're actually like talking it out. Right. Right. And right. You know. Um. But yeah, everything's been good. It's been a couple of weeks since I've seen you. Yeah, it has life's been. Go- life's going well. Yeah. God, what have I been doing? I. I forget my short-term memory is so yeah. shot. I never yeah. remember what I've been doing. Yeah, I think uh, hanging out by the pool uh, has been nice. Doing a lot of yoga. Cool, cool. Watching a lot of Joe Rogan. There, were, there were a couple oh. of really good Joe Rogan podcasts back to back, which was. Which I was watched good. one on sleep, and uh, you know I'm coming up on. We we keep bringing this up because we keep getting closer to my 30th birthday. Yeah, that's right. And then um, so there was one on sleep, and I realized the, he talks about how was that Matthew Lambert? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, or something like that. Something like that blonde guy. Like, I didn't watch it. I listened to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah, watch that's it. On YouTube, I watch right? him on YouTube. Yeah, that's yeah. like our morning routine. We get up and drink coffee and watch Joe Rogan. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. But you know, I I listened to it, and uh, it was talking about how there was um. Men who get less than seven hours of sleep a night have the testosterone levels of a man 10 years older than them. Yeah, I heard I heard the same podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
I mean, that, that episode blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was literally sick. And like less than seven hours of sleep is essentially giving yourself brain damage, trying to function on less like than very, seven hours like of sleep. Like very little brain damage at a time. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And uh, Sleep I, is so important. The reason I, I saw it was because this um, this cyclist that I follow, she's Irish. Her name is, uh, I follow her because I love her accent. An Irish cyclist? Yeah. And it's called, uh, her name is uh, Orla Walsh. Okay. And um, anyway, she posted about it and she's like, everyone makes fun of me for getting that much sleep but like listen to this shit yeah so i went and listened to it and then literally uh somebody it was funny i listened to it and then somebody i follow like a b-list celebrity in hollywood um who uh, oddly enough is actually i've had interactions with via instagram mm-hmm. which is rare you, you know people celebrities rarely actually yeah kind of interact yeah. with with people and she's like, I'm having trouble sleeping. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, oh, you should listen to this. It has some good tips in there because ever since then, I, I, I cover my hands up. I put my hands under my pillow or under my body mm-hmm. and then I cover them, well, at least one of my feet up. And mm-hmm. then um, because that, that helps cool your body, your core body temperature. Yeah. And it helps you fall asleep. Yeah. So ever since I did that. So anyways, I sent it to her and she's like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. So I was just kind of paying it forward from one person to the next. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, um, oh, my God. And my body, my the way I I've been able to pay more attention to my dreams. Mm -hmm. I've been able to kind of process things better. I'm functioning a lot better, even if I'm not. And then say the day after I don't get like, say a full seven or even six and a half, Mm -hmm. um, the the next day I will. And then I'll get crazy fucking dreams. Yeah. So I'm super, I'm super aware of my sleeping patterns now. And that's good. It's good to be. Yeah. Because it affects you so much. And I think we discredit it. And like one of the things that I really took away from that episode was that he was talking about how we're a culture that thinks it's real badass not to sleep. Like, Mm -hmm. no, man, I only need four hours of sleep a night. I'm good. I got this. And like, that's like so counterintuitive Mm -hmm. to like productivity and like health and like creativity and stuff like that. Like you're fucking yourself up if you don't sleep. But I used to be like that. One of those people that was like proud of the fact that I didn't need to sleep. And now I'm like a baby about it. I'm like, nope, eight hours, eight Mm -hmm. hours or bust. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that's a good thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, that that progression that happens as you get older where you realize that it's fucking cool to take care of yourself. Yeah. (laughs) What I learned was that your body actually takes, um, keeps count of how many hours of REM sleep you don't get. Hmm. And it forces you to catch up. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, right. And it'll get to the point where you'll shut down while you're awake if you don't let yourself because sleep. Your body literally keeps track of like a tally of like mm-hmm. you're not getting this much REM sleep. So we're going to we're going to fucking unload. Right. It's going right? to happen. It's going to happen no matter <laughs> whether you want it or not. Because you have to because I think that REM sleep is the processing of experience to make us function better. And I think yeah. our brain knows that that has to happen. That's like our computer. It's like a backup. I yeah. think that happens. Yeah. When we have REM sleep, and I think that, yeah, if we don't do it, we fail. Well, there, you know, and I think this kind of is perfect because it leads us into our topic. But there's a there's a big part of it that the, he he mentions how um, the, the doctorate or whoever well, I forget what his name Matthew something or other right yeah Lambert yeah, or I think it starts with a W. It's yeah, Walker it, Matthew Walker, Walker. Doctor Matthew Walker Walker. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. You patted yourself on the back. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, but he's he's talking about how. People, the the athletes will be set, you know, a certain percentage better uh, at what they do mm-hmm. after a good night of sleep, more mm-hmm. so than they would even if they took, you know, um, performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, you, a student, uh, will for one, two things will actually get smarter. IQ points go higher the later they start in the day, mm-hmm. not because they're starting later in the day, but because they're getting more sleep. Yeah, an hour extra of sleep. So. Um, 
So whether you go to sleep earlier, it's harder for people to go to sleep earlier. Right. But it's, you know, it's easier for them to sleep longer. In yeah. The going to sleep early is hard, but I can sleep in yeah. if I'm allowed to. Yeah, I exactly. Sleep in. <laughs> so that's 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 where you make the make it up. Right. Yeah. They'll get smarter. People actually get smarter. Your IQ right. scores go up. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of cramming sleep. Right. Instead of taking Adderall, get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what was the other one? Uh, oh, you actually solve problems. Mm-hmm. So like the, the, the term sleep on it. Mm-hmm. It comes from um, the 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 belief and the the proof that like if you you can't solve something and you just you just can't figure it out, mm-hmm. you will literally go to sleep and wake up with the answer. Yeah, exactly. Because it's your in your sleep, you're you're re- reliving the day over and over, and you can live it a lot quicker and so an endless amount of times. Right. To where you figure the answer out. Right, and you all know. of your brain's processing power is actually focused up there instead of walking and talking and chewing and eating so it's all and in stuff one, like that. Like yeah. it has all of its power dedicated to just pure problem solving, yeah. basically computing. Yeah, like it's like the computer is yeah exactly doing exactly so, what it's meant to do uh-huh. with no distractions. Exactly, and mm-hmm. what I, why I say it's like I think it's you know touches on the topic is because we're talking about you and you came up with this awesome topic (laughs) was it feeling it's because of what i'm reading (laughs) feelings friends friend or foe yeah yeah like like basically how much credit do we give our feelings how much credit does do our feelings deserve like Mm -hmm. how much control do they deserve over what we do and are we really fucking ourselves over by listening too much to our feelings and stuff like that right and maybe like and and the way i say maybe it's linked is my thinking is that if you're not getting good enough sleep Mm -hmm. you're probably not in tune with your feelings. Oh, well, yeah. And you're not probably not processing or problem solving things um, that are in your relationship very yeah. well. And if I'm sleepy, I'm super emotionally volatile. Like if I haven't gotten mm-hmm. enough sleep, I am like, I can't regulate my emotions. Yeah, I'm yeah. all over, like all laughy cry. Cra- cranky. Yeah. Just all over the place. Yeah, I'll cry. Irritable. <laughs> and is, I mean, which makes me wonder if you're fighting before bed, should you sleep on it? Because a lot you hear all this like never go don't to bed go ang- to sleep on an argument yeah or angry. I've learned a new skill in the relationship that I'm in now that I have never learned before, where you can actually make up without the thing being solved. Like mm-hmm. we can we can just say like you know what this this isn't going anywhere. Just let's let let's talk about it another time. Mm-hmm. But let's make up. And like love on each other and hug each other and like, you know, act like everything's fine and both give ourselves a little bit of time to think about it on our own and stuff like that. But we can restore the peace without having solved the problem. I didn't know that. Uh (laughs) I didn't know you could do that. You could just be like, maybe, maybe, because maybe that's what it is. It's just the, the the communication doesn't need to happen through words, but through physical and right, contact. Right. We just need to remember that we love each other and it's going to be okay. And we can fucking talk about it when neither of us is exhausted and it's not 2 a.m. Right. Like we both yeah. know there's still a problem. It's not getting swept under the rug. Yeah. We both know, yeah. but we don't have to keep talking about yeah. it. We can go to sleep. And I think that's the healthy way not yeah. to sleep on an argument. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the feelings get the best of us and we try and our words can't really, um, I feel like there's a limitation in any in any language because in certain languages there's words for certain emotions and they they don't exist in English and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but so maybe that's that's where like the f- our feelings just literally just need to be felt. And when we're trying to say it in words, we're self isolating and boxing ourselves in, mm-hmm. and we feel alone. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Maybe that that actual like you said that physical contact will make us 
realize that we're not well like there isn't a word for i'm really angry at you right now but i need a hug like there isn't a word there's for a that word, there isn't a word for that <laughs> like in german i really like that there's a word uh i can't remember what it is but there's a word for the feeling happy when other people uh, other people's misfortune <laughs> right? it's called sadism <laughs> yeah i mean there, there's like a l- weird word i can't i don't know how to pronounce it but i think it's interesting leave yeah. it to the germans right yeah yeah no and there's lots of interesting words that we don't have and like there's yeah. lots of interesting feelings and things yeah. that there should be words for like i think i struggle to find the words for how i'm feeling frequently because language is so fucking inadequate uh-huh. like you know i can i can show you how i feel but sometimes it's hard to tell you yeah like, yeah, know. and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to think of the word now, and I'm going to try to pull it up here in a yeah, second. Yeah, do it. But it's uh, since we're at a computer. But the word is saudaji. Oh yeah, I know that word. I know that word. Yeah, there's a thievery corporation. A feeling of longing, melancholy, and nostalgia that is supposedly characteristic of the Portuguese or Brazilian temperament. Mm-hmm. So specific to that, let me let me wiki this because I feel like undeniably potent word. Um, so let's see, is a deep emotional state. Okay something someone off so what does it say i'm getting on my glasses absence absence of something or someone that someone loves moreover it often carries a repressed knowledge that the the object of longing might never return so it's 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 kind of like melancholy but Mm -hmm. the the it's a combination of fear Mm -hmm. and uh, melancholy yeah right yeah and in just it's sadness right right like a sadness right yeah you ever listen to thievery corporation Oh, yeah. And I mean, have you listened to this album, the album of theirs that's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. One it's of my really good. Ones, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's all like Bossa Nova. Yeah. It's really good. It's such a good one. I really like Bossa Nova. And, uh, um, you know, the, the thing about that specific album, it really makes me feel that way. Mm-hmm. What that word is. Oh, it yeah. Really, I feel like it really captures it. Mm-hmm. And then it absolutely is like this, like, um, you know, with, um, say, with a, with a person that you've had a wonderful experience with. Mm-hmm. I have it with the, uh, this. Um, um, it's kind of it faded, but I had it for a long time with this this woman, this German woman that I dated when I was living in Spain, mm-hmm. and um, it was this feeling of saudade, and and I just like we had this passion, a really passionate, an amazing kind of experience together, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like it, we it didn't end because it fizzled or anything. We I had to leave, right? And then she moved on and lived somewhere. She lives in Germany and back in Germany now. Yeah. And we, we kept in touch. And I think because we did keep in touch, that that saudade faded. Okay. So maybe I think it's kind of a, more of an antiquated term because of technology. Yeah. I think yeah. It, I think it, it would have lasted if uh, we have we had never kept found each other again. Yeah. Right. But I think it's uh, I th- it carries on say with uh, people that I'm I know I'm never going to see again. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It, because it's it ended and it ended well and. Uh, you're gone forever. Yeah. Right. And maybe I will see you again, but maybe not. Right? Did I tell you about that Australian guy that I met on the plane? No. It was the strangest thing. Like we met mm-hmm. on the plane. Like he was this like super good looking tattooed up guy and stuff. And we were sitting next to each other on this plane that I wasn't supposed to be on. And I, c- oh. I ended up on this plane because I left Bali early because I wanted to come home because I had anxiety. And mm-hmm. I ended up next to this like really hot Australian guy. And the weirdest thing happened. We like clicked and we ended up like holding hands on the plane ride home. And like I Mm. fell asleep like with my head on his shoulder. And we had this like really, really sweet little connection. And like we became friends on Instagram and stuff like that and talked about maybe going to visit each other.
other and stuff like that. But I know it'll never happen. I know I'll never see him again. But mm-hmm. like, it was just interesting. This just total stranger, and like we it's, ended it's, up like holding each other's hands on this fucking plane. It it's was a beautiful so thing, strange, right? and I'll never see him again. Yeah. But it was like it was, and I have that feeling when I think about him, like just how sweet and weird that was. So that like <laughs> that like, so what what do you call that? Is that is is that? It's not lust. It's not, I don't feel like it's lust. It's bittersweet like, because it was so romantic and it'll and it was fleeting. It'll fleet, never like happen it's a again. Fleeting romanticism, right? It's it just, was just. It's one of those things that shows you absolutely nothing is permanent. You never know what's going to happen. Amazing things can happen and mean nothing. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what I mean? Or like, it means I mean, I, or or it could mean everything, but it just it meant everything and then it's done. Right in that moment, it was incredible, but that's all it was. But for I mean, do you feel like it changed you? I don't know. I be, well, I mean, you don't know otherwise, right? So I, I, I guess sometimes I think about if everything in my life falls apart, I'll go to Australia and find this dude. But <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, yeah. So maybe it, it gives you like that, that crazy hope. But it's not a, it's not a hope because no, I'm no, really no. happy with my life. No, it's no, no, more no. of yeah. just uh, like this idea, like this kind of like some. It, it could. I'm glad it's there. Yeah, or I'm just glad, glad it happened. I'm yeah. really glad that happened. Like how yeah. like odd and magical that that happened. Like how uh-huh. strange. And that yeah. and like it's it almost makes it even more magical that nothing came of it. Yeah. Like you can just accept this odd experience for exactly what it was and appreciate that it happened and yeah. it doesn't affect my life in any way today, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it did yeah. happen. Oh, cool. <laughs> and you know, it's like that's there's it's it, the world's such a weird and beautiful place where well, a lot of the time you kind of have to go with your gut feeling. Yeah. And these feelings, I don't know. I, f- I feel like you have to go with those gut feelings a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So should you go through your, with your head? I feel like the head is when you're jaded and all this stuff. And by all means, like it keeps you protected. It helps you create boundaries. It, I, for me, like I think when I'm, when I'm thinking logically and thinking through feelings, mm-hmm. I'm very much um, in self-preservation mode. Yeah. And I'm, Taking, setting my own boundaries, mm-hmm. helping me respect my own boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at being like, I said I was going to do this and I'm going to do this for better or for fucking worse. Yeah, I do that too. Right. And then like, and I don't think, I think it's good. I, I don't think it's, it's um, let me down because anytime I do end up disrespecting my own boundaries, mm-hmm. I end up fucked. Oh yeah. Oh God. Right? Right. Absolutely. And I, I don't think I've ever walked away or had an experience where I'm like, oh, man, I really fucked myself over by not respecting what I wanted mm-hmm. and what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever said that. I don't think I will ever say that. I, I do you think that I mean, I so know. I've done that and I did that in the relationship I'm in now. When I first got together yeah. with the guy that I'm with now, I walked away from my needs a little bit because I it was exhilarating and I thought he was super cool. Mm -hmm. And so I tended to kind of put him on a pedestal and put his needs above mine and kind of walk away from my needs a little bit and disrespect my own boundaries. Uh And I caught it. Yeah. And now I'm working on it. Yeah. But I, I am able to, because I even told him, because me and him talk about everything. And so, yeah. you know, I was able to tell him, like, I made a huge mistake and I didn't tell you what I needed. And I let this be too easy for you. And I focused more on what you needed than I needed. And we need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm fixing it and it feels okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it does feel okay. Just like being able to, like, be more true to myself and be like, you know, no, I want to go hang out at my house and fucking watch Sex in the City and paint my toenails and do yoga in my underwear and stuff like that. 
like that. And no, I'm not going to come make you dinner right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just learning to like really, really be true to yourself and your feelings. And yeah, lost my train of thought there. No, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just the true to yourself and your feelings. But it, I think it, it, there is that that balance, that yin and that yang, you know. And it is a fucking balancing act, like between your needs and the needs of those you love. And how do you? <laughs> so I mean, I feel like for me, I'm I'm realizing that I don't know. Um, I I I came out of a relationship maybe six or seven months ago now mm-hmm. that I was where I was in a position where. I'd stayed, and we've mentioned this, I've stayed absolutely true to myself and my own feelings. Yeah. And I was completely myself. Yeah. Um, but I got fucked because, <laughs> because I, I was, fireworks, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't stay true to what I said I was going to do, which was take a break and not date, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I'm glad it happened. I learned a lot. Um, but you're saying you jumped into that relationship before you were ready to. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Making yeah. sure I'm following you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, definitely because more more than anything, because I had said I, I'm going to take I need to take time. Mm-hmm. You know, I had just gotten over this kind of um, gone through some crazy shit earlier that year. And then I meet this girl in April and then come July, we start dating like, you know, almost exactly mm-hmm. what, two years ago now. Yeah. Uh, we start dating and it was, it was way too soon, you know, yeah. not, and not because I wasn't over, um, the person I had seen before that I was absolutely over them in the sense that like, I didn't want anything to do with them. Right. But I, 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 I didn't do what I said I was going to do. You weren't right with yourself. Right. Yeah. And because I didn't respect my own boundary that I had set, mm-hmm. it immediately rocked the foundation of what that was based on. Yeah. And I was, you know, willing to just kind of, let everything go yeah i did the same thing with the one that i'm in now i i had only been sober for six months and i should have waited longer and but you know i met somebody on tinder i thought maybe we would just have a fling it would be fun Mm -hmm. but we ended up having this really great connection i was like fuck i want a relationship with this guy what am i gonna do i guess i'm gonna try it and i was not quite ready for a relationship Uh and i was still you know still getting away from alcohol and stuff like that and it was i i made things a lot more challenging on myself by choosing to be in a relationship and i'm really glad i chose it but I made things harder on myself by doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Then you need to focus on yourself during that time. I think yeah. like, especially when you first get sober, like you are so toxic. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not good it's, for yourself or for anybody. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and, and for me, I found that I could be good to someone else, but I had to abandon myself in the process because mm-hmm. it was too much pressure trying to take care of this new relationship. And I couldn't really work my program hard the way that I needed to be doing it yeah. and building this new relationship at the same time. I yeah. didn't have the foundation. So I found myself lost in my relationship at a point and had to like really fucking sit down with my boyfriend and be like, hey, I've made some mistakes here. I want to be with you, but we need to fix this. Yeah. Like, or I need to fix this really yeah. is yeah. what it's about. Like I basically just told him like hey i need to take a lot of the focus off of us and really do some more work on me for us to be healthy yeah stuff like yeah that, so which is yeah i mean absolutely important and if you can do that within your relationship fucking awesome that's great <laughs> yeah it's great you got to be able to yeah you have to be able to do that 
both people have to be on the same way. It's all about empathy. Both and like people a, have to be able to be on the same page. Empathy. Yeah. yeah empathy. Exactly. Yeah. Symp- sympathy doesn't cut it in a relationship. I think you have to empathize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is what they're going through. This is what they need. Yeah. Right. I right. Appreci- and, and I appreciate Can I give this person I, what they need? And I respect that. Right. And having that respect for that person being like, I love you for everything that you are. Right. You're going to. That, that's what you need. Right. And willing to just let them do what they need to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's I think that's a rare person that's going to let you do that. Like um, like we were talking about how a lot of people really lack the security to let their partner be their own person mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like that can be a challenging thing to do, mm-hmm. which comes back to feelings. Yeah. And a lot of the, and I think a lot of those feelings that happen with people like that, that that aren't able to let their partner be their own individual person and stuff like that is because of like a lack of internal security yeah. and stuff like that. For sure. For sure. It was, you know, it, it, it that brings up something very important because that the what happened at the end there of the the last relationship I was in was that um, I was I didn't want her to go and at one point I was like listen like I, I'm willing to do this this and this let's like let's try to work it out and it was a no but there was I had to be willing because I did care about the girl yeah I had to be willing to be like you know what this is what she needs I res- I need to respect that I and I need to be willing if I really care about this person, I need to be willing to l- let them go. Right. Not because, you know, not the whole saying, if it's truly yours, it'll come back to right. you. That, I mean, because, yeah, sure, that's great. I mean, yeah. that's hardly ever happens. And I knew that going into that. Right. But I had to be like, do I really care about this person? Yes. Do I care about their happiness? Yes. Do they mm-hmm. need this? Yes. Yeah. So this needs to happen regardless of what I want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because my feelings in that moment... Or maybe not my are are my foe, because my feelings in that moment may get the best of me. Right. Because you and you love this person, right. you don't want him to go, but and you make, know, and make me create havoc. Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas my feelings about the the fact that I cared about this person and my feelings since then, I've been a lot more in touch with it because it's just me. Right. Right. I've recently, like last Friday, I had this. Um, and I, I've been more and more in tune with it when this feeling has the potential, not even when it starts arising, but when this feeling has the potential of all rising. Yeah. Right. Uh, is when um, I'm just like, oh, it's Friday night. I feel like maybe obligated to, to hit some friends up. Yeah. And like put in some footwork to figure something out to do. Yeah. Right. And then I'm just sitting here and being like, you know, like the feeling of just like, I don't know, of effort and anxiety of like feeling like you shouldn't have to do this and then feeling like rushed. Yeah. Right. It's just like overwhelming feeling. Yeah. Almost anxiety, like an anxiety of some sort. Yeah. You know, to an extent. Um, I felt the potential for that. Yeah. Because I'm able to kind of visualize that forward and be like, I don't want that feeling. Right. So I'm just going to get on my bike and then go for a ride. Yeah, that's smart. Right. So the not only just and it's not like I'm a fucking Jedi or anything. I think, you know, uh, being sober, we we get more in tune of like, oh, these are the feelings here. These are the situations that create these feelings. These are the the situations I need to avoid. These are my tools. Yeah. These are the situations I need to avoid to avoid those feelings. Right. You know. Or these are the the situations that need to create and foster to create better feelings. Right. Right. So it, it is definitely all about feelings. And then like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to go through these feelings whether I like it or not. Yeah. This is I'm going to get through those. Right. Right. So it's all life is just a bunch of fucking feelings. It's just damage control. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. To an extent. So 
it's you know I, I I'm very grateful that I'm I'm getting to a place where I can not only feel what I'm feeling but be aware of the fact that I have there's a potential in an upcoming situation for me to feel that way yeah and being able and confident and have enough self-respect for myself to be able to say I'm good right 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 Whereas the the whole people pleasing has faded away from me right which is really good because I no longer feel like I have to talk to people or be there with people right or be everyone's friend just because uh, you know I I they're gonna think badly of me yeah I figured out that you don't have to have anything to do with people that you don't like Mm -hmm. like somebody was asking me why I didn't go to this meeting or something like that and she said something about like you know oh no it's fine you can just you know you don't have to talk or blah 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 like basically like basically like telling me that I can find a way to force myself to be around people that I don't want to be around and it'll be good for me and I'm like how about we just cut out that whole thing and I don't force myself to be around anybody that I don't want to be around mm-hmm. and my life will be great and fuck them. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like I have nothing to prove about how strong or what a spiritual gangster I am. Like yeah. I don't have shit yeah. to prove to anybody about my emotional health yeah. and where I'm at. Yeah. I don't need to go places where there yeah. are people that I don't like there. Yeah. <laughs> Period. And, and, and in no means does it mean, by no means does it kind of say that I'm or mean i guess i'm trying to say mean twice in one sentence but uh does it mean that i am self-isolating right that's not it's not at all because i am although i i've uh actually through talking to a woman on bumble the dating app <laughs> we, we we had a good little conversation before she ghosted me anyways <laughs> we both we, we that both was well put oscar <laughs> yeah it was good. It was a good convo. And uh, here's the shitty part. She took what we, what, she, what I liked from the conversation and made it part of her profile. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. But I did too. So. Slick bitch. So Respect. I, yeah. She's a reporter here in town, actually. Excellent. Hottie, man. Fucking 10. I don't know why she's here. Anyway, it was just a, pl- it was a privilege to get to talk to her. Um, where was I going with all that? But Oh, so we, we bonded over the, the idea that we're we're uh, in extrovert introverts or introvert extroverts mm-hmm. the idea that like i can go and perform and be an extrovert mm-hmm. but how i uh, how, how i recharge mm-hmm. um how i get my energy back is by being by myself the best term i ever heard for that was coined by mr malcolm and he calls himself a gregarious introvert gregarious introvert malcolm june yep Okay. Yep. Yep. That's a Malcolm term. Okay. <laughs> nice. But nice. that's a good. That's how I. Because I feel the same way. Like I yeah. can go be on stage at a show and like be totally, awesome. But I, I would it. rather go home. Yeah. And I <laughs> and I enjoy it. And I enjoy. I do enjoy the spotlight. And I yeah. can perform. And there's something I love about performing, which is what I like acting for so long. Mm-hmm. And then like I like teaching yeah. and just being on the spot it's a big part yeah. i mean this is what we're doing right yeah you like, like to lead and i'm yeah. the same way i like yeah. to lead we like to be that way yeah. but man do i like to be alone yeah right so it's not you know the whole idea of like saying no and not having to be around people it doesn't don't 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 get the idea that i'm sitting at home by myself because i hate society because i'm right. very much anti-individualism i'm very much about like communism in, in the sense that communities will and dialogue and conversations will bring us together and move us forward yeah, in a better way for sure um but man do i fucking like fucking love my personal time oh yeah you yeah i know no, some some alone time is really really good i noticed that like 
Like it was like the other day, my boyfriend actually left the house to go to work and I was at home alone and I like listened to super loud music and cleaned the whole house. And it was like, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. And like, you know, I go to my house and do that a lot too. I'll go like do yoga by myself and like kick in and watch like shitty TV and listen to music that I know no one can stand but me. And you know, it's, it's that stuff is important. And I think that helps you to solve problems that yeah. alone time like i do my problem solving when i'm alone yeah you know yeah yeah when you're alone especially the bit the what's the most you're alone is when you're sleeping right problem yeah. solving alone sleeping i don't know <laughs> just trying to come back full circle <laughs> uh i mean you're absolutely right and i think i don't i and i i'm thinking about different types of feelings obviously there's there's I think there's more feelings than there are words for these feelings, obviously. And, yeah. And I think of like the extremes, right? You think of uh, bliss. Absolutely. Just like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I'm like the happiest I could ever fucking be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's like when you find somebody you're super excited about. Yeah. I think that's one of the points where like I get super, super stoked. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I get super stoked when I'm running or like doing a yoga thing that's like really, really hard. Yeah. Like I get super thrilled when I'm doing something that's really physically challenging for yeah. me. That's one of my highest highs. When I'm really like satisfied in my life right, yeah. is when i'm feeling like super like blissful mm -hmm. when are you feeling like absolutely just fucking sad i wake up sad really yeah and, and i think oh. it's ptsd just from like being in a shitty relationship with someone who used to be mean to me in the morning okay like that kind of thing so yeah. like my so i like probably like three days out of the week yeah. i wake up feeling really fucking low and have to like push myself hard to get out of that like i'll try to like mm -hmm. do yoga or meditate right away or like yeah. make coffee and go sit outside with my dog or yeah. like you know even do some like gratitude shit and stuff like that just yeah. to get myself out of it because that's when i'm at my lowest like i have rough mornings just because of ptsd uh-huh yeah yeah no i think absolutely i mean i think extended periods of alone time for me then that's why i say i'm like an extrovert introvert or whatever mm -hmm. gregarious what introvert yeah um that's why I feel like it's it is a combination of both because when I'm extended period ex, uh, you know periods of me just being on my own, mm -hmm. I will feel like I'm just kind of like, just super super stuck in my head. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, that really gets me into that self-deprecation. Yeah. That self-doubt. That overthinking. That's one of the worst things that you can do. I think rumination is just like absolute poison. And I know like I, I, I put myself down, man. Oh yeah. Like I put myself fucking down. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird weird thing. It's almost like an anxiety cycle where we're trying. It's it's like what I was talking about when I first got here about how we create problems by fixating on the fact that we have problems instead of just accepting the fact that we have problems and having faith that the solution will come yeah. and then just trusting the process and like turning it over to the fucking universe or whatever it is that's going to make it get better. Instead, we decide to like climb down in the hole filled with all of our shit and yeah. just sit in it and like wonder yeah. why it smells like shit and we're miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's so easy to just do that. And it's like it's almost like a default sometimes. Well, and I think it's almost cultural also. Okay. I do. I really think that we there's so much. I don't know. I'm, I'm tr I don't have the, the right words for it. Feel free to interrupt me at any point while I try to figure out what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. I, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I think it's there's a feelings in general and like these overwhelming feelings get me 
you know, I think we 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 notice those more so than those those in between feelings because I don't think we're not feeling and not not feeling anything. There's definitely something there. Well, we're right? wired to recognize the highs and the lows because okay. we're a species that has survived and evolved to survive and stuff like that. Right. So I think you know, like pain or pleasure are the things that we really respond mm-hmm. to. Do you get angry? Like what? Like how? Do you get angry much these days? I mean, I I think. For me, I remember being like a teenager and that was like the peak of my fucking anger. And then like as I've gotten older, so I don't know if it's a hormone thing where I'm like leveling it out and my testosterone's going down and I'm and I'm maybe like not I don't not not quick to anger, or yeah. maybe it's like my my quote unquote spiritual practice mm-hmm. or just experience that I'm I'm less likely to just react and be like I start giving less of a fuck about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um is it have yeah. you, how are you with anger these days? I'm pretty quick to get to the other side of anger. Like I've realized a long time ago that anger is a secondary emotion and the primary emotion is fear or sadness. And so I try to get through my emotion or through my anger as quickly as possible and try to figure out what I'm sad about because I know that's what's really going on. Like if I'm like mad at my boyfriend or something like that and I want to kill him, it's actually because I'm sad because I just cleaned the kitchen and he trashed it again. And I think that he doesn't appreciate my attempts to make the house clean. I'm Mm -hmm. not mad at him for making a mess. I'm sad that he doesn't appreciate my effort right and so i try to go there really yeah. really quickly because anger's just and i used to have a really bad anger problem when right. i was younger yeah. like i was i would throw things and hit people and threaten to shoot people and like i was fucking psycho yeah so like anger was like my because i i used anger as like armor for a really long time when i was younger because it helped me deny the fact that i was sad and just feel powerful instead and hateful Mm -hmm. and and i used that i think for a long time to help me protect myself and to get ahead and stuff because that was one of the only tools i have and now i'm a lot more emotionally mature and i can admit that you know no i don't want to kill you i want you to hug me and tell me that i'm good Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah it's i just i just watched have you watched 13 reasons why (laughs) no and a lot of people say to me, I think I have a lot of a lot of issues with it because of just the the social kind of structures in there. But I don't even know what it is. I'm a critique. I critique it a lot. Oh, yeah. You don't watch a lot of shows, right? No. Um, I have a you know, I'm a big critic of it. Um, but it's essentially this girl commits suicide and then she leaves like these fucking vindictive tapes of like th- 13 reasons why and every reason why she killed herself. Every reason is a fucking person. And I'm like, that's that's fucked up for one. That's so, like, also giving young people a really bad message about how people have power to make them hurt themselves. Right. And like, it's just like, so like you don't do something like that out of fucking spite. Yeah. One, it's just like the, the, the it just it fucks with emotions. It's a bad message. And I think the the the, the show itself, it really it, it, it plays it really coddles white males. Yeah. Uh, like a lot and it really vilifies people of color specifically i noticed interesting yes anyways a lot of issues with the show okay but (laughs) crazy thing is i was watching it and this girl had so many fucking feelings and uh, the whole time this to show you how much of an alcoholic i am i'm just like why why doesn't she just fucking drink about (laughs) it 
Like just right. fucking drink, dude. Like just become a like an alky and cope like the rest of us did right. through fucking teenage years. Jeez. <laughs> and I get it. Like suicide's very it's hard. You know, one of my big idols, Anthony Bourdain, just recently committed suicide. Yeah, that was and really hard. that was that was hard for me because I really looked up for the to the guy. Yeah, he's one of my favorites too. I've yeah. read a number of his books and right. watched all of his shows. Yeah, yeah. Just, he was cool. He inspired me. I travel the way I do today. Modeled exactly, Same. exactly yeah, from after. watching No Reservations. Like right. I will fucking go there with no itinerary and just fucking see what happens. And I learned that Eat from the him. Food and just yep. all of it. I, I like. I that's you know yeah. a big reason. Yeah, of no, who I am. he was. Yeah, yeah. I, so there's like it's it's a serious thing. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to make a light of it. Right. No, we're just talking shit about a show. Right. Anyone who's angry. And I think, <laughs> but I think for me, the personal thing, for me personally, I had a lot of those same situations, mm-hmm. and I came out of it realizing like. Holy shit, like alcohol saved my fucking life at that point in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. Really, like it really did save me. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's the so, way you found to survive. Right. It was like it got me through. And I'm in. it got me through until it wasn't getting me through. Right, right. It right. saved my life until it started killing me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, you know, I'm. It makes me grateful for it mm-hmm. because I could have easily just fucking call it quits when I was a teenager, just cut because I had so many fucking feelings. Oh God, the feelings! Like oh, oh my God, God. The and then like I, it was just everything was to the extreme, mm-hmm. and part of me wishes like I could feel like I could be that in lust and in love with somebody again, right? You because know, I remember <laughs> we've talked about that a little bit. Like yeah, just be like just, to, to have that just your body so out of control with like lust. For someone <laughs> that you're just like holy fucking shit you are like the best like i like i remember that and i'm just like is that like is that something that's never gonna happen again because it will maybe it will it has to be the right person but maybe <laughs> m- maybe it was just the teenage hormones i don't know and maybe like the i i have felt like that with other people and you know in it, I don't think it's any less. I think it's been different with everyone. Yeah. But I think it's different. I think maybe I felt and part of me makes me wonder, like, maybe I felt that way, not because it was more intense because of the hormones, be, but because of my experience levels are so low that I was like, this is this is it. Right. This is fucking right. it. This, this is the pinnacle. This of is the all. one. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. Right. Right. And I, I read a funny meme today. It said, uh, uh, my th- I'm thinking back to my younger self, thinking I was going to be married with kids in a house at 25 and, you know, have the perfect relationship in life. And you know, I'm just like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I remember thinking, I, I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, I'm, I can't wait to, like, do all that stuff. <laughs> and then being like, looking back now, approaching 30 and being like, you know, it, I'm sure it would have been great. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it would have been great. But. Fuck that shit, dude. Well, and I, and whatever happens to you is what you need. Like your yeah. path is like, and that's another thing that's in the book I'm been reading right now too is the fact that we really, really breed dissatisfaction because of our values, like the things that we're valuing. We never really get down to questioning our values. We always stop a superficial layer above that or below that or wherever to the side of that, wherever you want to call it. But if you look at like the things that you're actually valuing, like, okay, so you want this house and these kids and this family. Why are you valuing that? What is it about that that you value? Is it because you saw your parents do that? Is it because you know happy couples that are really happy in their lives that have that? Like, why are you choosing to value that? Like with like with education or anything, 
anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I was just talking to myself about this earlier today about the fact that like I want to get more educated and have a master's degree. And mm-hmm. like I want to see myself in that way as an educated professional who yeah. has a like that is a value. Yeah. And why is that a value to me? Because of my fucking mom. Mm-hmm. Because she taught me that, you know, people who are really something get very educated and make something of themselves. Yeah. And so I internalized that value and now I have it. And like I yeah. look at like my boyfriend and stuff like that who doesn't give two shits about education and is incredibly smart and does things his own way and his values are different than mine because of his upbringing and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it doesn't mean he's better it doesn't mean I'm better yeah. it just means we're different oh yeah and I and for me to compare my values to his values and compare my value then to his value mm-hmm. based on those things is fucking idiotic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely I mean it's it's we it's very it's very easy to again going back to kind of want to get mixed up in the other person mm-hmm. right so w- i'm making a big effort these days to i i'm, I'm i really want to start 30 like off like the decade off just like just me autonomous autonomous just me uh if so if i meet somebody the next fucking day cool <laughs> but and you're rolling in with just oscar <laughs> i'm rolling in with just oscar because <laughs> i'm rolling in um, and if I can extend it through like the the new year mm-hmm. to, to 2019, it'd be great. Yeah. But I really want to, you know, roll into this new decade of my life, like in good shape, emotionally balanced. Yeah. Knowing who I am mm-hmm. in, in, you know, as much as I, anyone can know who they are because you never really do. Right. Right. You can know where you are right now. Yeah. And <laughs> then, and then knowing where I am right now then exactly. And uh, just making sure that I am okay with who i am mm-hmm. right okay with like oscar as he is right now mm-hmm. and respecting my boundaries and not having not like getting caught up in somebody else so much that i lose who i am right right because that's tricky yeah especially for alcoholics yeah 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 so <laughs> i'm really i'm really making an effort to kind of just go that way mm-hmm. and you know i'm on those dating profiles and i'm in I I opened up I had Bumble and and Tinder up for a while now and it's just it's just a mess you just swiping it's it's just a fun distraction. Okay, Cupid, I feel like is a little bit better. I've never used it. I, I like it because yeah. I, it matches you based on like you know, um, your poll. And they got an algorithm kind yeah, of thing going. A, a better kind of deal. Okay. And I've actually made friends on there. Okay. You know? So I've I've actually gone on you know dates and then. Realize, oh, no, we're not, like, we're really good friends. Yeah. But we're not, like, compatible r- romantically. Right, right. You know, so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so that, that's been a happy surprise. Yeah. Those um, OkCupid has. Yeah. It's just really good. Um, so, I mean, I I, I just, op- I downloaded that one again yesterday, and then I found a couple people, and I'm just like, wow, like, you, they seem really neat. Yeah. But I'm really just being like, okay, I need to really just kind of take it slow. I have a month and a half left before, <laughs> you know, anything goes down, and it's not like, I'm not searching actively thinking that. Right. But I'm starting to kind of begin to open the door. Yeah. To, like, something good coming in. Yeah. Right? And just instead of just kind of taking care of myself being like, I feel like I'm finally, I'm getting closer and closer to being ready to be, to be there for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. And that means being good with myself. Yeah. You have to build yourself back up before you're ready to do that. But my the tank, funny my thing, my tank's almost full. 
But then when you get into a relationship, it's all going to get turned on its head. Oh, it always <laughs> does. How it, goes. it always does. It like, always does. Yeah. I was just talking about that earlier, about how I was in a really, really good place when I first met my boyfriend and I was playing in bands and I was painting and I was doing this with you yeah. and it was just all Nicole all the time. And I got into a relationship and I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, and I was just telling my fucking counselor this a while back about how, you know, yeah, that time spent alone teaches you how to be good with you, but another person's going to fuck it all up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and which and that and that's why I say it's like I'm not I'm not actively searching. I'm open. And the right person, it'll be worth losing your balance for right. all that balance that right. you create on right. your own. The right person, you'll lose some of that balance, and it'll be worth it. Yeah, and you'll so figure out how to fit them into the picture. And part of me is hoping that like, in opening, kind of that door and starting to open it and the opening myself up to the universe in that way, mm-hmm. that nothing will come through. <laughs> that I'm just <laughs> like, you know what? You're good. You're so good alone. And we're just going to let you ride it, ride this one out for a little while. You Maybe know? a little while. Yeah, for a little while. And I think that's good. I have this kind of this idea in my head recently of just like I, I, I was talking to this woman I knew from years ago and she hit me up because I, people come to me for like political advice. That's be, okay. They become like a political analyst. And You're advisor. in the know. Yeah. That's so, good. so people come to me for like political stuff, social justice stuff. Yeah. And people from all over the place are just like, hey, like I need an opinion on this situation. Like how should I interact? How should I go about it? Yeah. Who should I vote for? What's a good candidate? You know. Yeah. So, you know, not not to toot my own horn that way. Toot but your like, own horn. Fuck it. Anyways, but <laughs> that, that, this is how the, the conversation arises. She's living in New York City. She used to live here. And yada, yada, yada. I give her the advice that I think that she should take as far as, you know, social, political action Mm -hmm. that is required. And then, you know, I've known her for a long time. I'm like, hey, how's your son? She's like, great. You know, my husband, who she recently just married and met maybe five years ago. um, She's like, my husband's in London right now. I just moved to New York City. He's going to move here at the end of the summer. And we're going to be, you know, living in Manhattan, hopefully. And I'm like, oh, and your son, how's he doing? He's like, he's excited to come visit. Because, you know, now he, his mom lives in New York City. And then all of a sudden, it changed my perspective on, on like, my future. Mm-hmm. It made me realize that because she went from, you know, having had a, a marriage or, like, a relationship, had a kid, raised a kid, met somebody, got married. She's still young. Mm-hmm. She's still very young. I want to say late 30s, maybe early 40s. Mm-hmm. And, and she's... Um, living in new york city working at a great job and like it's almost like she's she's like in her 20s again yeah and i thought to myself you know what like i don't need to find somebody right now yeah and it it completely just shifted my whole idea of like just because i don't have somebody in my late 20s or have somebody through my 30s yeah it doesn't mean i won't find somebody later on yeah or even better i'll finally be able to like if i fall in love with somebody yeah like and they're not here I won't be able to be like, I won't have to be like, oh, I have to stay here because of my kids. Right. I'll be able to move somewhere. Right. And like right. be in love with them and do that. Like yeah. I'll be able to like fully invest in the relationship. Yeah. What's the rush? And it completely, <laughs> it, it just, it completely turned everything on a 10 and I was like, holy shit. Like I have so much time. Yeah. 
<laughs> like in in for some reason I th- I forgot that because of all the messages we get from the media about yeah. how we don't have enough time. There's never enough time. There never yeah. will be. <laughs> yeah, this I should be that I should be in this place at a certain point in my yeah, life. Yeah, you're, you're late. Yeah, I fucking got divorced when I was thirty. Yeah, and I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like it's like this whole like uh, like I should be somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we do. We're value. We're play. We're making our values reflective of those values that are presented to us. Who are be- and they're being presented to us by people who absolutely do not have our best interests in mind. Yeah. These values about yeah. procreate and buy homes and get lots of credit cards and fucking, mm-hmm. you know, get severely in debt and yeah. blah, 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 and support your fucking country. And like it's. But it's all that. It's a, it's a, it's it induces fear in us. Well, it induces fear and it, it breeds dissatisfaction because what's going to keep a capitalistic society running? People who are dissatisfied and buying shit because of it. Consume more to feel good. Right, right. It's it's not about internal happiness. It's about you know your car so and stuff like co- that. So that's why I feel like dating apps have commodified dating. Yeah. Because now you have more. You have more choice, right? So it's like the free market mm-hmm. is worked its way into dating because mm-hmm. now there's so much competition. Everyone has to work harder mm-hmm. to look better. Yep. And therefore, more and be more desirable. But that could also be really good because we could be meeting people who are way more compatible for us as a result of this upping of the standards. We for might sure. be meeting better quality people who are right for us. Right. Uh, but I think the I also but I also think that, that uh, maybe it's just coming to mind now. But like socioeconomically, in it's really creating this divide between like people of a certain demo. Mm-hmm who can't maybe get with other people because of like because they can afford to look better or they can afford to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. so they stay together and these people down here stay together and then it just creates a bigger divide between socioeconomic divide yeah between these groups yeah cultural sociocultural divide yeah yeah is that something that could be happening as well I think it could be creating a divide, but I think it, depending on the person and their ability to be open-minded and stuff like that, it could be bringing people who wouldn't necessarily have gotten together otherwise together. Oh, no, like, I think I think it's great for the people who are ending up in the relationships. I think it's bad for society. Oh, okay. I mean, because, because now it's taking people out of their pool and taking them into a different perspective pool, and so this pool is missing some applicants. No, I, so I feel like because maybe it's... Be, whereas like the idea is like, oh, now you're going to be able to kind of be able to jump into other pools. It's actually. It's creating it's creating a bigger divide, more so socioeconomically than before, because certain people can't afford to maybe go to the gym to take better care of their skin, okay. to date, to do a- outdoor activities to, for, for, to, you know, for pictures, for the profiles, to do all that stuff. Yeah. And other people do. So. Certain people are gonna are gonna stick gonna stick gonna stick stick together more so, and others are gonna stick together are gonna stick together, and it's just gonna create that bigger divide even more so than it was before. I'm so gonna the, disagree because I I've just noted in in my circumstances it did the opposite. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and I think on like a one-off basis. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but I I don't have like I don't know too many too many other people who have met their significant other online and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know that my boyfriend's mom met her boyfriend through a dating website and they're great for each other. Oh, yeah. Like they're extremely compatible. Yeah, yeah. So and and the more I think I that's s- based on like the ones with algorithms. That's yeah. more personality versus like Tinder and Bumble. Yeah, and I found mine on Tinder, but it yeah. just happened to be a really good fucking right, fit. That was right. just a yeah. luck of the draw, yeah. honestly. Whereas like one's based on image, the other one's based on personality questions. Yeah, and this one was right. straight up proximity. Like, how close is this? <laughs> when can I fuck? <laughs> when is the fucking to. happening? <laughs> right. I want it to have happened yesterday. <laughs> right. Just right. fuck. 
Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to get to packing and going to bed. Because Excellent. I have to go to Portland. Okay. It's been a pleasure, like always. I guess, absolutely. Let's, let's hang out again soon. Maybe yeah. uh, next time we'll do maybe aging and, and dating. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Aging yeah. How, your, how our expectations change and stuff like that. And bodies. And bodies. <laughs> bodies. <laughs> Fucking bodies. Well, that's what you tend to do with them. You fuck them. If you're doing <laughs> it right, though, and you're in your 30s and you're in the best shape of your life, you're doing it right. Oh, no. I've gotten some good fucking... With older women, sorry. Forties, <laughs> forties and thirties. Forties and thirties. Well, like oh great, I we like take turns. We really make sure we're getting each other off. Excellent. Right. That's it, as it should be. Dif- that's a big difference. I mean, uh, really, sex should be like an awesome game yeah, between yeah. two people that are like you know. Yeah. We gonna end on that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just got super lost. That so you're just like, I'm gonna go home. That's funny. All right. Later, guys. And Bye. then, oh, and then uh, go online, uh, <laughs> Dops uh, on Instagram, Dops Podcast on Twitter, and then Dating Other Paths to Suicide on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple uh, Podcast, and Facebook. Excellent. All right. Later. Bye. <laughs>